news, sports, AccuWeather, and more. Wake up with the information you need on WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Rob Center is back, our fabulous producer, so we appreciate all his help and uh, hard work already. And Matt Catrillo is our news director. He's already been uh, hard at work today, so we appreciate his uh, help and hard work as well. On the news line with us now, John Zatansky is on the line. He's the middle Susquehanna Riverkeeper now. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in today. Great. Thanks for having me, Mark. Oh, I do appreciate it. I think this has got to be brought up and talked about and uh, mentioned repeatedly, the fact that uh, you're out there. you got a huge watershed you're taking care of and uh, a lot of progress and, and enjoyment can be made. So uh, let's review. Let's go back a little while and see what is the mission and the work of the entire River Keeper program. Sure. Um, the uh, Middle Susquehanna River Keeper Association is a it's a 5013C nonprofit. We were founded in 2015 by Carol Perenzen, who was the river keeper before me uh, here in the area, and uh, she was instrumental in a whole bunch of uh, different programming and uh, river of the year designations for different parts of our watershed um, at the Loyal Saw Creek and the North Branch of the Susquehanna over the past several years. And uh, ultimately, our goal is to um, you know to make sure that people within the watershed. Um, can expect and deserve clean, swimmable, drinkable, and fishable water. Uh, we want to protect and, and promote our river-based resources, and we cover an 11,000 square mile uh, area, um, more than 20 counties throughout northeast and north central Pennsylvania. And will you visit all these places, or how will you monitor what's happening in these areas, and, and what's a deliverable for a river keeper? Well, uh, getting out to as many places as possible, and um, part of our goal, part of my goal specifically, is to get out and to show people how amazing our waterways are, uh, to promote them, to get people out and, and enjoying um, our creeks, our rivers, um, and everything connected to our water resources, just because it's, it's truly amazing. And I think it's one of those things a lot of people don't realize what they have in their own backyard. And uh, the more vested interest we can create, with uh, with everyone, especially our younger generation, uh, the better better off we all will be. All right. Under normal circumstances, you'd probably have more things on your plate. But what is on your calendar in the months ahead? Well, um, event wise, um, we a couple of years ago, Carol started a thing called the Floating Classrooms aboard the Hiawatha Paddle Boat, and um, that has been delayed a little bit. But we are excited to have our first session um, planned on July twenty eighth, um, where we're going to be looking at. Uh, safety issues and water safety uh, with a, a, real, a seasoned kayaker, John Zangari Ryan, who's done a bunch of programs in our area, is going to be on board. Uh, we have a representative from UPMC Susquehanna talking about uh, safety issues on the on the river, and, and even uh, Corey Ellison from the Susquehanna Greenway uh, talking about opportunities as well. Uh, and then we have a, a variety of other floats coming up um, based on uh, raptors and waterfowl and history aboard the Hiawatha. There's a lot of cool stuff coming up with that. Um, and then we're working on a, a progressive dinner-type program um, as a fundraiser, but also as a way to raise awareness uh, at various waterfalls uh, in the uh, north-central part of uh, and northeastern part of our region. Any of the paddles uh, coming up? I know the Lewisburg, or check that, the uh, Susquehanna Greenway Partnership has one paddle plan. Normally there's quite a few. Are there any of those that you're working on at this time? Uh, we're going to be involved with other organizations such as the Greenway Group, um, and um, there's um, some bigger stuff we have planned in early 2021. Um, 
but a lot of what I've been doing since taking over in February has been collecting information and um, kind of getting my bearings. Uh, we've done an online survey collecting information and connecting with people throughout our watershed. We've uh, just started a stewards program. We're going to be finding people throughout the watershed to help represent their communities and, and be the people to turn to in those areas to kind of share our information and to collect information and, and find resources uh, within communities throughout the watershed. Um, we have a, a new app for anglers where they can report the fish that they catch and pictures of, of fish that may be concerning, but also fish that they catch that are healthy to kind of give people a better idea of what's out there in our rivers. Um, and uh, just a whole slew of other things we've, we've started recently and, and new initiatives and programs. Uh, we have a video series online for families uh, for them to be able to do hands-on experiments in their homes with their kids during the pandemic to kind of raise awareness. Um, we have a blog on our website where I'm uh, putting new information out regularly about our watershed and threats there might be out there, but also some of the cool opportunities. Uh, we have Facebook and Instagram presence as well. So we have a lot going on. Yeah, John Zaktansky, Middle Susquehanna River Keeper. You can find him at middlesusquehannariverkeeper.org or on Facebook. What do you just have it listed as Middle Susquehanna River Keeper on Facebook? Should be easy to find. Typing all that in. Yep, yeah, that's exactly where you can find it. And, uh, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of issues, obviously, within our watershed that we've been looking at. Um, uh, one just recently, a study that we put out uh, in connection with um, the Susquehanna University's Freshwater Institute, they did a, a, an interesting study um, on microplastics and smallmouth bass, and um, a really good way to illustrate how much our, um, you know, how much of a footprint we have when it comes to pollution in our waterway, uh, showing how much microplastics uh, have been found in uh, smallmouth bass stomachs for over a three-year period of time, and the, the drastic increase uh, there of that. One as near um, as we know from these reports, there isn't anywhere where we don't have plastic now, correct? Um, pretty much, yeah, yeah. And uh, and in their study, it went from um, you know eighty five percent, eighty seven percent of the smallmouth in two thousand seventeen had some sort of microplastics in their stomach, up to a hundred percent of the fish uh, studied in two thousand nineteen, and and the amount of plastics per fish drastically increased as well. So it's a matter of finding where those sources are, and a lot of it is. You know, one of the biggest issues we have is just the overall pollution and the littering issues along our waterways. So, well, we talk to oceanographers who tell us that there is no place, even the deepest trench of the ocean, where they don't have plastic now. So, we got it all spread around uh, the globe, pretty much uh, evenly everywhere. Uh, what are some of the other environmental threats that we should know about? The plastics is one. Uh, what what other threats are out there? Well, soil erosion and sedimentation is a, is a big issue uh, along creeks and waterways where vegetation is, is taken away. Um, that takes away root systems, and then all of a sudden the soil is washing into creeks, and it can actually change the creek beds and, uh, and, and ultimately have a ripple effect, literally and figuratively, throughout the, the water the watershed and the ecosystem. Uh, there's agricultural runoff is, is a concern. Abandoned mine drainage is a, is a concern. Pharmaceuticals, and even in our area, um, now we want to look more into uh, drug-based paraphernalia that make it dumped into rivers, and is, is those syringes and stuff, are they collecting in certain areas in our watershed, and uh, you know what we can do to kind of combat that. 
Well, we'll keep an eye on that, and please do keep us informed. You can do regular reports here anytime you have an update, and uh, even if no updates are necessary, just to tell folks that uh, uh, you're paddling along, as it were, to keeping this program going. Why are people drawn to water? Everybody's, you know, we had a lot of boaters out this year on the Susquehanna River, more kayakers. We even saw a sailboat out there this week. So why are people enjoying the water more these days? Well, I think uh, all of us are under a lot of stress, and, and there's a lot of anxiety connected with the coronavirus situation. And, and the waters, uh, our outdoor resources, offer an incredible therapeutic opportunity to kind of de-stress, deconnect from from everything that's going on in the world and just reconnect with our roots. And uh, it, it's amazing. I've seen therapeutic uh, aspects and I've gotten kids from group homes and stuff like that out outdoors. And um, it's just amazing how quickly that can calm yourself down. Even if you're not, not an outdoors person, there's a certain level of therapy that, of being out on a, in a kayak going down the Penns Creek or, or catching fish in one of our lakes or, or on the river. It's just amazing uh, what it can do to help us de-stress and kind of get back to, to where we need to be. Well, you recently took a trip down the down the section of uh, Penns Creek. Did you get to experience that? Of course, you were working, you know, ph- photographing and videotaping while you were there, so you you always had that in mind. But did you get sort of this time apart that you're describing when you're on the water? Oh, without a doubt. I was able to take my son along with me. Uh, it was the first time for a while we've gotten to get together, and we spent three and a half hours going from New Berlin down to Crotzerville, and uh, within minutes of going down, a little fawn popped out of uh, a patch of, of a, a vegetation right in the middle of the creek in front of us and, and ran across. We had bald eagles flying over us. We had uh, great blue herons popping up right in front of us. It was just an amazing experience, and um, it was something that we're looking forward to doing again and, and, and going throughout the watershed and exploring uh, this cool network of, of tributaries that we have to enjoy. Well, I was uh, I was wondering years ago why the uh, state kept the old mill, the water mill and flour mill that was at the Camelback Bridge. Why would the state keep that property? They could easily sell it. But now as I see why, it, it is a very key boat launch area for floaters, kayakers, and probably canoes if the water's up a little bit and uh, inner tubes. A lot of people using that now, so people are drawn to that area, and that's owned by the state, that particular area. So, all right. Well, we will give you the last word. Anything else to pass along? Some good contact information, and the first couple of things on your agenda would probably be good review. Well, definitely, we um, you know definitely watch. Keep an eye on our website, MiddlesexWinnipegRiverKeeper.org. Uh, there's opportunities there to find out more about our floating classrooms, our stewards program. We're looking for stewards throughout the watershed. Um, you know, places to report concerns and uh, to take our survey. There's just a, pretty much everything you need to know about our organization can be found there, um, and our Facebook page, our Instagram page as well, and 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 really. I want to stress more than ever, uh, everything we do in the waterway, we create some kind of an impact. Um, an example, I live along the Penns Creek, not far from where we are talking, Mark, and I see kayaks and people coming down through all the time, and it's really cool to see, but there's a stretch of, uh, of land right across there that has a ton of vegetation, and normally I get that cut down, and this year I just didn't get to it. And it's been amazing to me to see how much uh, new um, fish, uh, young fish, and, and just different um species are there just because that vegetation didn't get cut down uh, like it typically does. And, you know, that little bit of an impact can, can go all the way down and uh, just really impressive overall that we all, in everything we do, whether it's, you know, making sure that we throw away stuff, making sure we recycle everything we can, uh, there's just a lot of things we can be doing to have an impact in our watershed. 
Well, thank you so much. So much to discuss, uh, uh, river keeping and the, uh, the, this idea of uh, the uh, river trails around here and, and the work of uh, Chris Martin and his students. Uh, uh, there's a lot of aspects to do this and a lot of enjoyment. So we will keep in touch with you in the years ahead as you uh, fill your role as Middle Susquehanna Riverkeeper. You have an open mic here anytime. And thanks for keeping us up to date. You're also a writer for the Daily Item and your column about the outdoors uh, I see them more frequently lately, and that, that's, that's a great reading and very important for folks to stay up to date on what's happening around here. Thank you so much, John. Thanks for calling in today. Thanks for having me. Do appreciate that. Uh, John Zaktansky is the Middle Susquehanna Riverkeeper, Executive Director of the Middle Susquehanna Riverkeeper Association locally. More information at middlesusquehannariverkeeper.org.